Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Anthony Davis, and listen to me on the Complex Sports Podcast. What's up, everybody? It is the legit boss, Sasha Banks, and you can listen to me on the Complex Sports Podcast, like a box. On this week's episode of the Complex Sports Podcast, we have a stacked, stacked show with an interview featuring Anthony Davis, where we talk about winning a championship this season, LeBron stories, and much more. If that wasn't it, we have a very special interview with WWE superstar Sasha Banks, where she talks about the Women's Royal Rumble, her place in the company, being cousins with Snoop Dogg, this year's Royal Rumble, and much, much, much more. Stay tuned, and let's get to the show. What up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your man, Chops. Brand new episode of the Complex Sports Podcast Tuesday episode, fellas, as always, I'm here with Zion and Adam. We have a huge show this week. Huge, huge, huge show. It feels good. AD is on the way. AD. AD episode. Finally. we Adam, how many times have we tried to get AD on this podcast and we finally got it? Uh, more than a few. So, yes, to finally bring him all home and onto the podcast uh, took a little coercing, but we're very happy that he made it on. And I will say, I will say, because, because this... Sometimes we forget we're a podcast and we think you guys can see us while we're listening. Zion Zion really came through during this interview because he started off. Zion, what did you do to make AD feel comfortable at the start of the interview? Oh no, I just had to get it get it off uh, or off my chest with the with the little uh, what's what's his name? Blake Jordan. Oh, Jordan from Jordan from Bernie Mac. Um, the show. AD AD looks looked like him when he was in high school, so I held up a picture of AD. Um, when he was in high school and, you know, told him to break down the Jordan Bernie Mac comparison. Yeah. And also he got for, a good response for, for some context here too. Uh, young Zion said that he had an icebreaker for Anthony Davis, but wouldn't reveal what the hell he was actually going to say with that icebreaker. Because so we, went in, to- we went in blindly or, or, you know, completely, definitely. Some things you just got to trust me. Well, right? a- Adam, even if Zion told you, you want to know what he was talking yeah, about anyway. You don't, so you don't, know, you don't even know. You don't even know about Bernie Mac. Yeah. You're uncultured. Okay. That's, that's inaccurate, but it wasn't the, I the only the Bernie show. Mac movie Adam's seen is Ocean's 11, Zion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, there wasn't even a baseball one. <laughs> Mr. 3000, that is a yeah, good movie. Mr. 3000 is a good movie. Uh, we also have an interview with Sasha Banks, where Zion didn't join us because he was sleeping. I think he was taking a nap during that time. But birthday. WWE superstar Sasha Banks, me and Adam talked to her. Very great conversation. You, Adam, you mostly talked to her. Adam that's was your, shook. Wheelhouse. Adam was shook because we've had no. WWE. We've had, what, this is our third WWE, <laughs> WWE superstar. I was not shook. She, she was the first one to do it in character. Roman and Big Show, when they did it, they, they weren't in character. <laughs> Sasha was in trouble. Sasha was in character the whole the whole time. She cut a promo on me, and Adam barely talked because he had no idea what was going on. But no, because <laughs> no, no, because you are much more of the WWE expert than I am. So I I, I you know see the floor to you mostly. And did a good job with it. Adam, uh, we also we also talked Mandalorian season three, which I know obviously everybody's super into. We do so. not care. 
I do I not mean, care. Also, one of the best shows. One of the best shows. Absolutely, do not care. One of the best shows. I second that. I mean, everybody no, cared except it. for you two. So, but before we get to that, I think we should. I mean, th- this episode sucks to do because Zion. I can't stop thinking about at this time last year when we found out that Kobe died. We were at the Pro Bowl, and it just. Yeah, like, I mean, I always is, will remember where we were in like this right. date. You know, I, I was thinking about that. Yes, like yesterday. It was. It's crazy. I mean, today is obviously the anniversary of Kobe's passing. Yeah. Um, it's it, 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 like I would just remember every single moment. Like it, it went from like one, one. It was literally one of the happiest days of my life. Like it was my first NFL game. We were at the Pro Bowl. We were on the we field. Were, we were literally on the we field, on like the talking field. to Lamar. Like we were like about to talk yeah. to Lamar or some shit. Yeah. And Deshaun, like like right there next to us. Yeah. Like yeah. I just remember looking at Chops is looking at his phone. And he's just like shocked. I'm like, yo, I was like, we gotta go. Crazy. I was immediately like, yo, like we gotta go. I call Adam. Yeah, it, like it was nuts. And it's crazy because we went on that trip, and like something, like something legit told me, like I'd be pissed if I didn't. If I didn't. Sometimes when you, you pack things and you get pissed, you'll be like, I'll be pissed if I don't bring this with me on the trip. Yeah, I literally had that feeling with the Kobe jersey. You had the Kobe and I, jersey, yeah. and I brought the Kobe jersey to Florida, and it's crazy. Like, yeah. It's still, it's still an unreal feeling. Like, no, it is. It's crazy. I mean, it's going to be one of those things. I mean, Adam, I'm, I'm, obviously you weren't with us in, in Florida, but like it's just one thing where you just never forget where you were, you know? I mean, I was I was in L.A. Um, this time last year and went down to Lakers practice facility the day that Kobe died to go check out the little memorial that sprouted up there. And then um, yeah. the, the thing to me, I mean, I was never a Kobe fan growing up. I appreciate his game, but didn't, you know, he just wasn't one of my favorite players. And, and also he's only like, he was only a few years older than I am, but to see the memorials, to see the billboards and, and the murals that got put up in the wake of, of his passing, um, it was incredible. Uh, the reverence that he was held in, in LA and he was, and I've, I, you know, I, you I learned a lot more about Kobe, but just to see the outpouring of grief, um, yeah. and love and support and, and reverence for him around the city, especially outside Staples center, um, was like, like it would just, I, I'm struggling to like, you know, talk about it and put into words because it was just absolutely incredible. And he was he wasn't just like a celebrity out there. He was a god he was in a god. Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. And I would I mean, we've been fortunate enough to have some people on this podcast who have sent, since then have, you know, spoken really highly of Kobe and their memories of him. Stefan Marbury comes to mind. Uh, uh, Marbury had some great Kobe memories. Cool. Gil. Gil. Uh, we had St- Adam interviewed Steven Jackson like right after it happened. Yeah, so. we had Karan on, gave us some Karan, yeah, Karan even before it happened had some great Kobe stuff. So no, it, we've been you know fortunate enough to you know be able to speak with some guys who knew Kobe and everything. But yeah, it is always a surreal moment to think about, and you know it's one that we'll never forget. Sadly, I mean he he the reason why I love basketball today because I, I grew up on Shaq and Kobe. Like yeah, yeah, I didn't have I didn't have the luxury like probably y'all did of cable. And the cartoons, like I had just the basic channels. And the What's only cartoons got to do with it? What the, o- the only games they would show on those basic channels would be Lakers games. So, like, it would be Kobe and Shaq, basically. I remember – it's so crazy because I remember just hating the Lake. I wanted the Kings. I wanted the 2002 Kings to beat the Lakers so bad. And it made me so mad how good Kobe and Shaq were as a team. And when Robert Ory hit that shot, the one that the the back one, I was so mad. I love that Kings team, but I mean that's what they did. They, I mean, love them or hate them, they got so many people into basketball and into the NBA. You know, so yeah. uh, you Rest know, t- definitely a tough day. But you know, um, 
Yeah, we just got to, you know, remember remember just how, like Adam said, just he was a god and, you know, his memory and, you know, will live on forever. Yeah, and, and the one thing I'll say about Kobe, um, you know, because I read, if you're a Lakers fan or an NBA fan, I highly recommend the Jeff Perlman book that came out uh, back in 2020, The Three Ring Circus, about the Lakers dynasty with Shaq and Kobe and Phil Jackson. Um, Kobe, as a 20-year-old kid, was very different than the man who, unfortunately, again, passed away last year at 41 years old. Um, a lot of maturity, a lot of growing up that he did. And he was a very different person from what he was during his Lakers heydays when he, you know, was a uh, tough kid to be around and definitely had a certain way about him. But the more we learned about Kobe, the human being in his later years and all the stuff that he did for girls, for women's basketball, girls basketball, and all the low key charity stuff that he did and just and the and the quiet things that he did to be a mm-hmm. really good human being and, and grow and mature and be a very different person than he was when he was 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. Um, that to me was the most impressive thing about Kobe, which again, I didn't really learn until he passed away. But, um, I mean, yeah, we could spend the entire podcast talking about how awesome he was a basketball player, but again, being out in LA and hearing all the stories and, and seeing all the reports in the days after he passed away and the stuff that came out afterwards, that was the most impressive thing to me about Kobe, the guy he became later on in life. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like you said, we could spend so much time talking about this. Uh, we do have AD coming up. We have Sasha Banks interview after that. We have to talk some NFL. Did anything surprise you guys from this weekend? And when are you guys going to apologize to me for being right about Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers? No, no, no. Because you, neither you of you picked – I was the only one to pick the Bucs. You, you only picked the Bucs because of Tom Brady. And what like is, we, because we, I we, believed in Tom Brady. What do you we, – so? We uh, will discuss later in the week with our uh, NFL guest coming up on yep. uh, Thursday. But Tom Brady was not the reason why they won this game. He had a, he had a solid first half. Uh, but that second half, three touchdowns and relax. throwing yeah. dimes. Yeah. Give, no, you give, you're, you're such a hater. Yeah, just no, give but, a modicum of but I will give him credit. He played great. If Adam half, can, if Adam can give Tom no, Brady no, no, credit, no, no, no. you can give him no, credit. No, because in re, in re, realistically, too, even on that Scotty Miller touchdown, that's that's a defense. Kevin King, shoot him to the moon. Okay, He's but, but he, he recognized he recognized <laughs> Brady recognized Brady begged them to go for it on fourth down and recognized it and made the throw. Yeah, he took advantage of them fucking up. That's great. But the second half he played yesterday was abysmal. That was a joke. He they did enough. It was bad. He did enough. The, he did enough. The Packers should have made him pay, but they failed. Like, so, they threw two picks, and they didn't take advantage. By the way, the least surprising thing uh, from Championship Sunday was the NFL fucking up the officiating once again. I get that. They didn't really fuck up, that. though. They didn't really no, fuck here, up, here, here it is. Here it is. But let's be real here. Now, obviously, they let them play throughout most of the game, and then you throw a penalty, and you throw the flag. The latest got the it latest flag, the bro. latest goddamn flag, flag in the history of the NFL. But it, it was a penalty. Flag. It was a penalty. But you guys didn't you didn't officiate the game the same way throughout the entire. Hey, here, game. Here's the it's thing. Here's the thing. The Packers didn't deserve to win because Matt Lafleur had the most cowardly play in NFL history yesterday. It was literally the most cowardly play taking that field goal, fourth and goal. Here's why. You need a touchdown either way. Even if you kick the field goal, you still yeah. have to get a stop and score a touchdown. Yeah. Try and get the touchdown. Why are you taking the hand, the ball out of your MVP's hands? I it, No wonder Aaron Rodgers wants out. That was ridiculous. I cannot believe that they took that field goal. That was stupidity. I don't know how. It, it's it was, not stupidity. With, coward. It was a cowardly, cowardly. Whatever man. you want to call it. Stupidity, cowardly, whatever you want to call it. But having four timeouts and the ability to pin the you know pin the Bucks back if you don't convert the touchdown. I don't know what the There's fuck no the downside. There was no yeah, the downside zero, to yeah, going for it, unfortunately. It's goal. like that's some stupid shit an eight-year-old who plays Madden could tell you to go for it. Like I don't understand why LaFleur like overthought it and decided to kick and then, the field And then, then we went to the next game. We went to the next game, which you guys – did you guys pick the Bills? Did you guys pick the Who would pick the Bills? Adam picked the Bills. I did. I had a bad – I had a bad – uh, handicap. Over two, Zion. He went over yeah. two. 
That's why you don't listen to Adam here. Um, so Chiefs look like the Chiefs, and they're going to look like the Chiefs. Or we get well, to we're gonna we weeks. have so much time to give our picks. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious who we're all going to take. You two are going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Bucks. That's what it is. Huh? Maybe we have two well, weeks we'll, to decide. We have yeah, two we'll, weeks. There's we'll so the much to go over. To find out. I will just say the Chiefs. There was nothing about Josh Allen and the Bills' offense that told us they were going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs through the playoffs. There was nothing. They barely got by the Colts. They a defensive touchdown saved them against the Ravens, and that was it. There was nothing that told us, "Hey, they're going to steamroll this team." Josh Allen. If Baker Mayfield would have thrown that football at the defender's face like Josh Allen did, there would be so many think pieces. Colin Coward would have had a fucking aneurysm last night watching that. So I just want to point that out too. So, or if Lamar did that, there would have been a congressional act no, of, don't, of don't don't bring Lamar. I'm just saying there would have been a judiciary committee uh, investigating. It Lamar. was it was lame on Josh Allen's part. That was super lame. Like, let's just call it, it a, that was super lame, and he's kind but of it, in the but past. but it wasn't assault, so we can move on. Yeah. Oh, you okay? You, you yeah. still you still bringing up that? I mean, it was assault. Why are you bringing up old shit? It was assault from two years ago. It wasn't assault on the field yes on uh, over the weekend. So okay, yeah. okay. Did you guys have fun watching football? We only have one football game left this year. It's pretty sad. No, I had started drinking myself yeah. into oblivion once I knew that yeah, Tom Brady was going to a Super Bowl. I, I don't care. <laughs> uh, football game is basketball season. Can we and talk also, about can also, we talk about the can we talk about the Cavs sweeping the Nets last week? Adam, the no, Cavs swept no. the Nets last week. And you want to know why? Cool. Because the because the Nets defense is a goddamn abomination. No, right actually, it really the defense wasn't even a problem. It was just a fact yeah. that we're <laughs> Colin, fact, what yo, you want? No, 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 Sexton, no, 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 Colin Sexton giving Kyrie buckets. Bro, I had bro, the biggest smile on my face. Bro, okay, the first game was definitely the defense, but the second game was just because we had no big men. We have they out. Hey, that's a defensive problem, pal. So, we, you guys have we, someone on the team we, named Perry. He might be the worst NBA player in the league. They they have they out rebounded us fifty to twenty nine. Partly because Katie was out too, but fifty to twenty nine. Like we just need to sign a big man. Give us a big man. That's all we need. I feel, Adam, and a you, defender. Do you, Adam, do you do you sense a trend here with Zion on the Nets? It's always we need one more thing. Oh, he makes know? excuses all the time. It, no, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. It's no, always we need one no. more thing. When the no. trade happened, I said, I said the roster isn't done. So I texted you that. I said the roster is not done. Sean Marks has said the roster is not done. So when we complete the roster, I will tell you. If we, if if you know we now it's a problem. It's not a problem yet because we're not done. Three things we're about Young Zion: he's a race card player. Number one, number two, he is an habitual waffler, and number three, he is a, a perpetual excuse maker. Is racist. You calling me a race card player is a racist in itself. So I, I just call like know, I see it, pal. No, that's that's uh, that's very bad. But we um, just want um, you to admit that the Nets defense is is it's not bad. Right it's stinks, I mean, but the roster bad. isn't done. He'll he'll the admit that. I just want I just wanted him to admit that the Cavs or acknowledge who is that, that uh, smoke. who's that person tweeting us about it too or tweeting you. I about just it. I just love that we have people that tweet about you being a hater. That's my favorite thing. Just their just your Cleveland people because I go I go out them. I don't care. What does I Cleveland mean, have? I mean, what does Cleveland they, have? They're fans of the show. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys. The, what does Cleveland Spe- have? Though? Speaking of Nothing. fans of the show, if you are a fan of the show, make sure you go drop a review. And a five-star review at that. Let us know who you guys want to see on the podcast. And drop a five-star review. We appreciate you guys. If you guys aren't listening, you haven't done that yet. It really helps us. Hey, back to this. They're loyal listeners, Zion. You should be nice because you're so rude to the city. 
that they feel the need to take shots at you. I think that's why. I think like, I'm rude to the city because of you. What did I do? You you make me not dislike the city. You well, if you've actually been to Cleveland, there's not really much good to say about it. So that's yeah. fuck out of here. You that's accurate. Fuck, you're from Staten Island. Get out. I'm here. not. That's also inaccurate. Yeah. You're from, from Staten, Staten Island. Island. Fuck out of here. That's inaccurate. You're from but, Staten Island. <laughs> All anyway, right. All right. anyway. Anything else? Anything else we need to preface, cover before we get to the AD interview? One one preface with the AD interview is it was recorded before the Packers lost. So yeah, he said he, the he Packers did, were gonna. He did say <laughs> the Packers <laughs> were gonna win. Yikes! AD, we taped that on what Thursday evening. Friday, Friday, Friday. Did AD on Friday? Yeah, Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday, yeah. Friday. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, we taped it on Friday, so he was hyped heading into the weekend. He was in a good um, mood. They just beat the Bucks. Yeah, he was and going then, back to Chicago to play the Bulls. Going back yeah. in the hometown, and, so and he dominated was, that game. So he was feeling good. It was feeling was, good. He couldn't get the trifecta. The Packers let him down. Yikes! But uh, but he did agree. It's a good interview. He did agree with Zion on some college basketball stuff. A Duke and Kentucky fan did have. I got to I got to get that to my Duke people, man. They need to they need to listen. <laughs> Oh, what's up with your man, Coach K, uh, bewildered or belittling student reporters though, real quick before we get to the interviews? No comment. Oh, I missed that. I have to go check that out. You didn't, Adam, you no, didn't see that. Bar- I did not see that. I think if Coach Cal would have done that, it would have been on Complex Sports Twitter, I think. That's my theory. No. Oh, no. Nope. Is there a comment there? You, sh- you should have sent it to news. I didn't Oh, I should have, to. now I should have <laughs> sent it to news. You should have sent it to news Look, to no cover. I didn't, it's not my fault. Oh, not okay. my fault. I can't. I can't send every day of articles and news. This man. This man's funny, Adam. This perpetual, man is funny. perpetual excuse maker. This man's funny. All right, let's get to our AD interview. It's a lot of fun. As Zion said, he starts it by showing AD a picture of Jordan from uh, Bernie Mac. Just in case you guys get confused with that part. And uh, this was recorded before the Packers lost, so that's why there's uh, some some boasting by AD, even though his team got smacked. Uh, all right, let's get to the Anthony Davis interview. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Complex Sports Podcast. Anthony Davis, NBA champion. That feels good to say. I bet it feels good to hear, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, Zion, you got a little icebreaker? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. AD, I got to bring this up because I remember when I posted this. You uh, you commented on it. But the Jordan from Bernie Mac, 
The comparison, bro? <laughs> Did Come I, on, bro. Did I did I say that or did you you said that? No, nah, I said it. Yeah. I said it. But you can't you can't say that's not accurate. No, you Come know on, what's crazy. You know it's crazy. My grandma, my grandmother, my mom's mom calls me that for that reason. Oh, really? She calls me Jordan because of that. <laughs> for real. So everybody, hey, everybody, yeah, everybody has said that for sure. Jordan's a legend, though. So <laughs> right. Not, not a bad right. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. So, AD, we're going to get some hoops talk. But before that, uh, we did want to talk about, obviously, a huge thing for you. Uh, Michelob Ultra, you're going to be in the Super Bowl commercial. That's amazing. Like, just thinking about how many people watch the Super Bowl. So, you're going to turn on the game. You're going to see yourself in a commercial. Like, what does that mean for you? Yeah, that's crazy. And then, what's even crazier that my Packers are going to be there, you know, winning the Ooh. Super Bowl. So, <laughs> yeah, I just had to Already. throw it out there. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's crazy. I mean, to... To be in a Super Bowl commercial uh, with Michelob, uh, especially with a partner who um, kind of has the same, you know, um, ideas as you and the same views as you as far as um, being happy. And, you know, um, you know they're kind of – the slogan, you know, for the Super Bowl com- commercial was, you know, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? And I think that, um, you know, for me, I think, you, you know – you win because you're happy, you know, and, you know, as a, as a, as you guys can see last year when I was uh, with the Lakers and our whole team, we were just so happy, so fun, so happy to be around each other, enjoying each other's company. And, and we'll go out there and it shows on the floor and it reflects. And um, especially in the bubble, you know, when you, you didn't have time to go outside and, and you couldn't have your family, friends or whoever, um, you know, in that, in that space with you, um, and all you had was yourself, you know, in a, in a room, and and you know, you all you got is your teammates and your coaching staff and your and your organization. So um, we found ways to to make sure that to stay happy and be joyful, um, and have our mindset on one goal. And I think that, excuse me, led us to to being NBA champions. But AD, you say that you know you won because you're happy. But how happy are you now that you are a champion? You've won and you you know reached the peak of, of you know the NBA. Yeah, uh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy and and also motivated. I mean, you get that feeling, um, and I never forget this feeling on on ring night um, while everybody was getting their rings. I was kind of just like in a daze, just like staring at the rings with like this little look on my face and, and Braun and, and, and Quinn Cook, we all stand next to each other um, across the free throw line with the national anthem. And Braun was looking at him and QC was laughing and Braun looked at me. And he saw a look on my face and he said, he said, oh, oh, he trying to get another one. Like you just get that feeling. And, <laughs> and because once you get there, you, you know how that feeling is. And I feel like we got shorted because of COVID. So we didn't have a parade and, and, you know, the fans went there to, to support us on ring night and, and with the banner and everything like that. So, you know, we want to get another one where the fans can be there. So, um, so that's, that's kind of our motivation and our goal this year to kind of repeat it and let the fans um, be there with us. And you can actually go to the White House now. <laughs> right, that too. <laughs> uh, real quick before we get into more hoops, AD, I got to ask. How does a kid from Chicago become a Packers fan? Oh, that feels uh, that feels blasphemous to the city of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I would trust me, I get a lot of heat about it, man. I get a <laughs> ton of heat, but um, I uh, I was never big into football. You know, I watch it, but I never really okay. had a team. 
You know, and okay. you know, once you get to the league, everybody say, "Oh, who's your team? Who's your team?" Um, mm-hmm. With football, and I didn't have a team. You know, I, I I went to Bears game, but I was never like a Bears fan. I was like, I just like football I wasn't. We're not. We're not. Well, is that yeah. because they? So, we're not holding no, judgment. No, we're not holding judgment. I'm gonna take so for the world to know, so the world can stop asking me. Uh, uh, and so, Randall Cobb had went to Kentucky, and I and I knew Randall okay. and everything like that, and um, uh, very good, you know, friend of mine. I was like, well, you know, I'm just gonna cheer for Randall, and he played for the Packers, so I'm just gonna, you okay. know, I'm I'm gonna I'm be a, a Randall Cobb fan and, and cheer for the Packers because he's my guy. And then when I saw how go. good the Packers, were, I'm a, I'm a Packers fan, and it kind of just <laughs> and that just kind of how it happened. You should you should do what Bron does though, because I'm from Cleveland. So what Bron does is when the Browns are good, which is never except for this year, he just cheers for the Browns. But then he just cheers for the Cowboys when they're good. You can just exactly, do that. right, right. I might have to do that. <laughs> but then it'll be but then it'll be every year, like you know. So I'll be end up being a Packers fan, you know, by by fall every time because you know the Bears. I'm, besides this year, when was the last time they made the playoffs, right? Well, uh, it's it's a quarterback situation. Enjoy <laughs> yeah. enjoy the run with Aaron Rodgers yeah. while you can yeah. because it's yeah, you picked the right you gone. picked the right one because AD or not not AD uh, Aaron Rodgers is is on yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. just just for the fans, this is coming out before the Packers play. So, how do you think if the Packers do you know win this weekend and they match up with the Chiefs? How do you think they take down the Chiefs? Um. Man, the Chiefs defense is so good. I mean, we do have the number one offense, but uh, I think we just got to establish that run game, man. I think that run game helps mm-hmm. helps us so much, you know, with, with our three backs, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams. I think it just helps us, um, you know, open up that, that, that play action that, you know, we're so good at, you know, getting shot down the field and things like that. And our defense has to come up big. If our defense is, is playing to a level that, you know, we know – well, they know that they can compete at, then it's, it's very tough to beat us. Because we're going to score the football. It's just, um, you know, yeah. I think our biggest thing is, is the run. If we if we can stop the run, then we'll be fine. Good to know. Uh, AD, young Zion right here is a Duke fan. Mm. And he gets on this podcast every week. And he's saying this college basketball season is fraudulent. It is. Listen, just, he, it is. He, he, he said it. Is. it is. Exactly. <laughs> it is. No, it's because Kentucky's under 500 right now. That's why he's saying they're, they're well under 500. It's not. They're four what is going nine, on with Coach though. Cal right now? Man, listen here. I don't know, but I would hate to be in those practices for sure. <laughs> I hate to be in that gym. I don't know. I saw. I just saw this other day that Duke, North Carolina, and Kentucky is the first time they're now in the top twenty-five since like sixty-one or something like that. It was like yes. something crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is this is a fraudulent season for real. I don't know what's going on. It's a on. fraud season. This is this is fake. If if Duke, Kentucky, and UNC are not at the top in some fashion, yeah. not one of yeah. them. It doesn't yeah, count. absolutely, absolutely. You just sound like Young Zion, someone who has won as much championships as me, who went to UConn and UConn <laughs> ranked top oh, twenty-five. So everything's UConn, good. Everything's great. For UConn me right has now. barely made the tournament the past like five four years, championships bro. in the last twenty-one years. Right. Pal, okay. Right. Oh my, He's, these guys are college hoops. AD. So let's talk about this season real quick and everything. Obviously, you guys coming off a big win last night. How are you feeling? Because. Uh, I, I saw your post game last night. You're, you're still trying to get in the groove a little bit. What's this season like for you guys going right now? That was good. I mean, we're still trying to um, learn each other. We're still uh, figuring things out on both ends on the floor. I mean, we haven't had much practice time because of the games. Is you know almost every other day. 
Um, and we did have a short off season, so we're not trying to coach, not trying to run our bodies into the ground, but, um, yeah. and we got new guys. So I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out DS and, and who we go with Dennis still trying to figure out, you know, playing alongside Mark, um, Trez, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out. And I think we're all trying to figure it out together. Um, but we're doing it while we're winning, which is, which is a good thing. Um, but I mean, I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm still going to do the intangibles, you know, um, and, and, and let the rest kind of me. The scoring will come, um, but, you know, I control what I can control. And that's, you know, being a good defensive player and, and leading the team. And as long as we keep winning, then I think everybody's going to be happy. How, how fun is it to be out there when LeBron just takes those, like, those FU threes and yeah. just drills them on, on the road in a game? It's got to feel good. Oh, it feels amazing because it's like, all right, cool. We can wrap this game up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, when he, when he started taking those threes from you know thirty five feet and, and things like that, one step past half court, and they're going in, then I, I know it's a ninety nine percent chance we're winning this game. You know, um, <laughs> it's it's when he hesitated and don't take and was like, all right, now it's time for AD to get involved. You know, to make sure we win the game. But uh, mm-hmm. um, and he's just do what he's doing, man. At, at thirty six years old, eighteen season is it, unreal. It's unreal. Thirty six. It's unreal. It, I mean, and and you said coming off a of short, you guys had the shortest. I mean, obviously the Heat too, but yeah. the shortest off season. And Braun looking like he hasn't. Yep. Lost a st- like he's he's just doing. I don't it, know you how know? he do it, man. He's a machine. He's a machine. I don't know. I don't know how he do it, but he's doing it. And you know, I'm glad I can be on on you know on this team for the next X amount of years. He playing two years, three years, whatever. Well, it's gonna be three because he got an extension. So, uh, next three years. So, um, it's 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 a joy to to watch him play um, every night for sure. He he's not going anywhere. You're gonna be playing with him for for a bunch of years. But I'm just curious, you know, what's the most ridiculous thing you've seen him do on the basketball court? I mean, he does crazy shit like every game. But like, no. what's the craziest thing you've seen him do? It, it was it happened this year. I think it was uh, I forgot who we were playing, and this guy. Took a a one legged shot going left, like running left, dribbling left, and shoots a one legged shot. And it was like it was in a close game, though. I think we were only up like two. And I'm and I'm looking at the bench, and I look at one of the coaches, and I'm like, "Yo, what are we doing? <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, is this is a shot he's going to take, and uh, he ended up missing it. And uh, I asked him after the game. We ended up winning the game, and I asked him after the game. I said. Uh, some of the players said we're not gonna talk about this one-legged shot that that Bron just took, and, and his reaction, I mean, his response was, "I don't give up." You know, <laughs> like you can say, you can, you can you say, can say oh, yeah. like, hey, "You deserve it, man." Eighteen years doing what you're doing, hey man, you can take those shots, brother. <laughs> I, I will say, didn't he he beat the Raptors he in beat, a playoff yeah. game, game winner on a, on a, on a one-legged glass, shot? Yeah. So it's in the. It, it's in the yeah. arsenal. He's got it in there. Yeah, I was like. Man. Also, I gotta ask real quick: How much money did he win off Schroeder when he did that little turnaround three pointer? Oh hundred, man, hundred bucks. That <laughs> should have been more for that. That was yeah. that was so disrespectful. Yeah, that was, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. No, nah, that was probably that was probably, <laughs> uh, that was probably the craziest. No, I take that back. That was the craziest thing I've seen. To bet during the game, like I know you do it with other players, <laughs> so you want to miss, but that was crazy. Oh, these guys are crazy on this team, man. They do some crazy things. It it seems like the chemistry is really uh, like you guys. You, you guys got some new pieces. You lost some guys, but it seems like you guys are 
are very close right now. Yeah, I mean, we are. We are very close. Um, you know, and it, and it starts with, you know, me and Brian. Me and Brian are close, and, and we get close to, you know, all our guys. We want everybody to feel um, like they want it here, and which they are. Um, you know, everybody's on this team for a reason, 1 through 15. And, um, you know, before, you know, the, the super strict restrictions, we we had uh, – um, you know, dinners and, and, you know, we will, you know, kick it together and everything like that to try to bring, to try to build that camaraderie uh, that is very important to us to win championships. So um, now we just do it on the floor. You know, me and Trez had, you know, our little spill um, that we're going to get back to, you know, putting each other on Instagram mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But I think that, <laughs> that little little things like that just, just help build your team up to, to where, you know, when, when tough games come in or, um, you know, you get to those later rounds in the playoffs, then uh, it's a lot easier to deal with because you, you trust everyone. Awesome. AD, we appreciate it, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Huge shout out to Anthony Davis for joining us. Uh, we've been trying to get him on the pod for a while. Um, is it a coincidence that he did the pod and then had his one of his best games of the season? Guys, I don't think so. I think – the the complex sports podcast bump is a real thing, so I'm just gonna take credit for that. It's also the Bulls, and it's also the Bulls. I mean, Zion, real quick before we get to the Sasha Banks interview that me and Adam did, if Jared Allen and Andre Drummond did that to the Nets interior, what's Anthony Davis gonna do to the Nets interior? It doesn't matter because the roster's not gonna be the okay, same. Okay, okay, so that's a that's a very good answer. I do like that he agreed with you that the college basketball season is fraudulent. And it's the only this, season that UConn's been relevant in like 10 years. Very, so very Adam's fraudulent. like freaking out. And uh, UConn still has more national titles in the last 20 plus years than Kentucky and Duke. So all good. That's great. But yeah. it doesn't matter. It's called the historical, pal. Because the biggest brand in college basketball are Duke and Kentucky. That's what we're And, and they're trash. Well, and that's why college basketball is fine. And that's why like, you are once like again, making excuse. Said, you're making excuse like, that college basketball is now no, relevant and uh, you're not paying oh, attention. Oh, to it. but uh, uh, Kentucky former Kentucky player who won the national championship player at Kentucky also agree with me. So I don't know. This is what it must feel like for you for you guys when you guys are argue with me about the Browns and be on because I have no stake in this, so I don't care. But you guys are getting very like like testy about it. So I, it must feel like the other. No thing. one cares about UConn. Nobody. Nobody cares about you. Adam cares about UConn. Adam cares uh, about people. UConn. People care, pal. People care. People Only care. him and Joe. <laughs> Joe. Joe does. Joe. Joe, Joe doesn't care about you. What's the last Joe UConn does. basketball game Joe was going to watch? Uh, the last time they were in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, the last time they Joe, Joe, hasn't Joe will jump U- on the yeah Joe will jump on the bandwagon once once uh, March comes around. Joe hasn't watched a UConn basketball game and since Baz Napier was lacing them up. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. All right, let's get to our Sasha Banks interview. Again, this is just Adam and I. She did it in character. It's a lot of fun. She's talking women's Royal Rumble, uh, the upcoming Royal Rumble, uh, a thing she did on the WWE Network about the original women's Royal Rumble, Mandalorian season three, Snoop Dogg, a whole bunch of stuff. It's a fun interview. So let's get to that. Let's just jump into it. Sasha Banks, welcome to the Complex Sports Podcast. Five time Raw Women's Champion, current SmackDown Champion. So many accolades that we it would take us forever to, to say them all. A true legend. Thank you for joining us. We are so excited. Ah, uh, you're very, very welcome. I know I am the greatest in the whole whole world. Uh, and you forgot to talk about the tag team titles, NXT titles. Yep. I mean, I am just the GOAT. 
Hey, hey, talk your shit. You have the credentials for it, so talk yeah. your shit. Yeah, let it. Let everybody know. We are all about letting everybody know like that. Well, they already, they um, already do know. That's why they watch me every yep. single week. That's why I'm the greatest. <laughs> That's why I'm the SmackDown Women's Champion. That's why I'm the standard, the blueprint, and the legit boss. Duh. This this is why we love having WWE superstars in this podcast because you guys are have such swagger and just so much confidence beaming that you don't see out of other athletes because they all think like they want to be humble, even though they're not humble and they try and like hide it, you know? Oh no, I'm very humble as well. But you know, <laughs> you just have to let people know when you're good, it's okay. It's okay to give me credit when I am great. I'm always good. You know, it's okay to be good. And it's, it's okay not to be afraid to be good. <laughs> we love that. We love that so much. Speaking of that, uh, before we jump into things too much, Let's talk about this special, this roundtable about the 2018 Women's Royal Rumble, the first one that you guys are doing on the network. You, Charlotte Flair, uh, Mickey mm-hmm. James, uh, Natalia. What what did that mean getting you guys all back together to talk about that like monumental first Women's Royal Rumble in 2018? You know, when I was driving um, to the arena, even thinking about doing it, I was just like almost crying because I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't got to sit back and really think about that first ever women's Royal Rumble and me being the first one to come out um, and being in the ring with so many legends and so many people that I watched growing up. Um, it, it like almost hit me all over again. I'm like, wow, I get to talk about it with Mickey freaking James and Natalia and me and Charlotte have so much history as well. It was just like a really cool um place it just I just felt like just generations of women just just growing together but um, I'm so excited for the fans to see on the WWE Network this Wednesday um, we talk about the first ever women's Royal Rumble um, and it's kind of crazy this is the what the third fourth one yeah that yeah. is it time goes by so so fast so we don't want to we don't wanna, we don't need any spoilers per se maybe you don't want to give any spoilers but what do you remember most about that night from two years ago what stands out um, everything stands out from coming out first, from remembering a crowd. Oh my God. Um, and that being <laughs> the, the pop. that's, you know, that stuff is so crazy. And that hits me. I've uh, been just, again, being in the ring with, you know, Trish Stratus, Vicky Guerrero, Molly Holly, and, and just lasting as long as I did. I was just like, wow, I'm, I'm so blessed right now. You kind of mentioned it like that it took you didn't sort of realize how important that moment was. But like, what did it mean? Yeah, like when you guys were talking about and sitting down, now does it sink in? Like, wow, we really did that. And we really busted through the glass ceiling and kind of really opened things up for the division to where it's going. now. Oh, no, I, I've been opening the door since I got signed in 2012. OK, the Women's mm-hmm. Royal Rumble was just yep. another little sprinkle on the cake that I've already baked. Um, it, it was yeah. important when I went out. I just, all my matches are so important to me. Um, and, and just the feeling of wanting to give everybody who's watching and, and everybody who had a dream, whoever has inspired to be a dream or have anything, um, just to go out there and do it. And just to know that we were the main event in Philadelphia for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> um, and then just so many cool things happened from, from that. And then even Ronda Rousey coming out. It was just like, Man, what a what a good Royal Rumble. If anybody wants to go back and watch it, again, you can watch it on the WWE Network. I recently I've been every every January I do a few Rumble rewatches and I just rewatched that one recently. And, and did you love it? Holds up. Yeah, of course, it holds up. It it's one of those it's like 
It's like that, 2001, 97. It's like in that realm of like classic ones that you have to throw on as you get ready for the next one. Nice. Um, so kind of talking about just representation in general, what does that kind of mean to you right now as, as a leader in the women's division and kind of how representation continues to be such a, you know, as, as like you said, you broke down the doors years ago when you came in, but as you continue to kind of break down more barriers and doors as you go along with your career. I mean, how many more doors do I have to break? <laughs> right? As many as you want, as many as you want. You I know? mean, I, it's up to you at this point. I mean, how many doors are still in my way? I feel like I have proven that um, I don't need to bust down any doors. These doors are already open yeah. for me. I've, I've knocked down so yeah. many doors and I'm a superstar. I'm the face of the company. There's, there's no number two. I'm yeah. number one. Do you hear me? <laughs> So there's no doors for me. I'm number one. I'm, I'm yeah. the face. So everybody has to close the door behind me so they can find a new door for themselves. But I've, I've opened every single door in my lane and I've opened so many doors in the WWE. And, and I can see that with my work. I can see that when I go to NXT. I can see that every single week on Friday Night SmackDown. I feel like we have the greatest women's division of all time right now, all, all of our women are killing it and everybody is so relatable. There's, there's somebody for somebody, you know what I'm saying? But, um, mm-hmm. I, there's, there's just, I'm number one. I don't have any more doors. I don't know what else you guys want me to do. I've done all the affairs. I'm sick of it. My back hurts. <laughs> you know what it, I mean? Carrying the company. But um, is there one door you're most proud of kicking down? Th- all of it. I mean, look at it. You look at the again the credentials. The credentials speak for themselves. I'm just curious if like one accolade or one door that you broke down stands out above the others. No, not not. It's just it's all the same. I came in with that same mindset of wanting to be the greatest, and I am. Um, and it's just I don't have to prove anything. It's just it's just there. When you say Sasha Banks, you say she's the greatest. You can't take that away from me, and that's what I'm always going to be. So all of my work is just, it's, it's incredible. It speaks for itself. Uh, when I'm still here on this earth, my DVD collection is, oh my God, my <laughs> library is amazing. But when I'm gone, can you imagine? Can you imagine how big the mansion of my library, of, of the collection, of the history that I did upon this world? It's just, there's just so much more to come and I'm just so excited. We love it. We, we we love the excitement. So as a champion, as a SmackDown women's champion, mm-hmm. what are you going to be looking for in the in the women's Royal Rumble? So what, what are you what are you going to be watching? I'm, I'm going to be watching out year. for that sneaky Charlotte Flair and making sure she doesn't win again. <laughs> um, I'm going to make sure I'm watching. And un- un- I, I hope I'm going to be watching on the sidelines, by the way. Um, I'm going to watch for these NXT girls. Hopefully there's going to be some surprises. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, with the Royal Rumble, you never know who's going to be in it. So I, I don't even know. I guess I just have to watch the whole damn thing. I guess I can't even blink. Are you, are you planning to go down there and, and watch ringside? If I found a cute outfit. Yeah. <laughs> if it gets the time, <laughs> if I got paid an Love extra that. dollar for the extra segment, then yes, I will. If not, then I will be watching in the back on my bus and just shipping my, that Carmela champagne. I'll be taking that. <laughs> we love that. We love that. Um, I, lo- I mean, you're, you're just, your promos are just so great. And like, as we list, as people listen to this podcast, they're seeing just how great your personality is. Where, where did the roots of 
of your personality come from and being such just a star in this? Like where, what developed that? What developed a personality? <laughs> yeah, just like where did you, where, where'd the edge come from? Uh, Where'd the edge come from? Because it's so, because it's so great. You know, it's just called being yourself. You should try it. Yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. thing. It's a beautiful thing. When but there's got to be some be... outside influences that help form this, 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 you know, this unique individual that you. I are. mean, every everything is a is an influence. Everybody that you meet will impact yeah. you, and and will be like, dang, do I want to be like them? Do I like how they acted? I'll be like, you know, what? let me take a little bit of what they just did, and make it me. I do that all the time, yeah. you know. I I love my girl Bailey, you know. Hate her, hate her on WWE, but she did something just so kind <laughs> the other day for another talent that's not even signed. And I was like, whoa, thank you for doing that because now I'm going to do that. When I when I see somebody in need, I'm like, there's little things like that. You there's just so many things you get outside influence for. When it comes to my personality, it's all me, baby. It's just called being you. Um, I think just having a legendary iconic personality might might just run in the family who knows you do you forget who i'm related like to no we don't we you know don't who's we related don't. to me <laughs> snoop dogg is related to sasha banks exactly. it's not the other way around. you know so the kind of thing <laughs> our personality traits come you know it comes from the blood it, it two of the greatest shit talkers of all time i will say that i will say that easily i know he <laughs> said you know we'll get we'll get back to Snoop in a little bit but I did want to ask you some Mandalorian questions because I'm a huge fan of the show thank you Adam Adam is not into Star Wars yeah so. I'm not 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 yeah. my not yeah. my area of expertise so I'll let Chops take away so the he's, he's missing out uh-huh. but how hard was it keeping the ending of season two a secret how how difficult was that um not difficult at all how uh, that was because I ain't no snitch bitch <laughs> Why would I want to? Why would I want to ruin I, anything for anybody? I don't. I, I get that, but that was it. Was nuts. That was nuts. It was nuts. It was crazy. It was crazy, my brother. Um, but it was very easy to keep that a secret because I don't need to talk about nobody's business, and I don't need to talk about Disney's business. Do you feel me? Yeah. Why am I going to talk about Disney's business to random people like you? <laughs> so you're going to sit back and you're going to watch every single week and enjoy it like the rest of the world. And like, I do too. No spoilers for you. Sit back. What was it like? What was it like being there for when that happened? Um, it for, was Obviously we can talk about now when Luke Skywalker comes back and takes and takes uh, the child. It, it was thing. crazy. I mean, my whole experience there, I could not even, uh, it really never even kicked in that I was there. I was just like, how did this even happen? It happened so fast. Um, I had no sleep. I had to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Didn't go home for months. Didn't go home for months. I'm like, cuckoo, kachoo, got to switch my wigs, playing different people. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was just so incredible from working with the, the best, the best creators and best directors and the, the best um, the cast ever. And just being something so freaking legendary that, for for years to come, from generations to come, people are going to watch this. Um, little kids are falling in love again or just starting their eyes on on Star Wars and the legacy of it all. And it's just like, wow, now I'm a part of that. So awesome. Yeah. What was – obviously, you get so much love on social, maybe maybe hate on social as well. But what was 
Mandalorian like social media like to you compared to like WWE social? Like people tweeting you about it, people reaching out like, yo, this is nuts. Like, like the surprises and everything. What, what was that experience like? Um, I don't really get to see much of my social. I have it where I don't get to read the comments like that. I get to see the cool Instagram uh, fan art and I like that stuff, but I don't, I don't read the comments because it doesn't matter to me. Um, yeah. I like that there was so much excitement from, from my fans. Like I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to surprise them. I knew they were, they're going to be shook. Um, <laughs> shook they were, shook. They were yeah. so shook, but I didn't spend my time going like, Oh my God, what did people think about me? Cause I already knew it was going to be incredible, but I'm so thankful that, you know, I got so many new fans that I'm just like, whoa, and so many cool fan art that I'm like, I love art. Thank you guys so much. And it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like if, if there wasn't a pandemic, you know, I feel like I would be meeting all these cool new people. But, you know, I don't get to really feel the love that I want to feel by just reading the comments. But I know it's all love because I got five million followers. So thank you, guys. You got to be loving me if yeah, you're you following me. I mean, you're in a different bucket now. Like being in Star Wars fame in WWE fame is like, like that's like different tiers of of levels, you know? Oh, I I know. <laughs> you're, you're talking to her. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like incredible. Thank you. I just can't get over like that you were able to be so cool about Luke Skywalker coming back. Like I like I had to watch it like four times that morning. I was like, wow, this is nuts. It was so nuts. No, when I watched it back that morning, I was crying my freaking eyes. I was like, no, you just did your makeup. You have to go to work because it's it's every Friday morning that it comes on before I have to go to SmackDown. I'm like, oh, I can't yep. even let this really sink in because I got to get ready. It is just, it's so crazy. I just remember just crying my eyes out and just being like, oh my freaking goodness. And then halfway through where I'm at SmackDown, but before it's supposed to start, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I got to go to my car and have a little breakdown again. I'm like, I cannot believe I was in that. And I was like, of course you are. You're the best. You're the greatest. Something. Um, <laughs> love that. We can tell. We can tell you're very, very thankful for it, which is awesome. Which is awesome. Um, Back to the rumble and kind of how much this means and everything. Do you have you ever broken like? Do you have favorite Royal Rumble moments that you did you think about? I think that's always an interesting thing for WWE superstars to think about. Like, is there anything that stands out that you were like, "Wow, this this is really cool," and you always remembered? Well, just for my own self, I, I love just putting myself over to be in the yeah. first ever women's Royal Rumble, and you know you get to get like a little more more of the detail on Wednesday, but. To go into rehearsals and seeing all these legends and then to be pulled aside and being like, you're going to be the girl that's going to lead this. You're going to be the girl that's going to have to do all these things. It's like, it's more than just being a performer and putting on a good show for you guys. It's, it's making sure that I show up for all these women and women that haven't been in the ring for how many plus years. And then a lot of brand new women who haven't been in the WWE ring. It's, it's a lot of pressure and, it's so, and being in a crowd with Philly. It's more than just <laughs> yeah. one thing. It's more than what you guys really understand. So that's why I always say, if you guys only knew, but again, <laughs> that's why I'm the greatest. So you get to see more <laughs> about that on Wednesday. Um, awesome. But just, yeah, that's my favorite Royal Rumble. I just, I can't believe how incredible it was. And it's, I'm always going to remember that. Is that the, is that the pop that you remember the most? Or is, has there been a pop comparable that to that for you? Mm. And how much do you miss getting those pops from because no crowds right now? Uh, I, I miss, I miss, I miss, I miss, I miss 
the live, live, live energy of people, of, of fans. Yeah. They, you guys can create so much magic. You can take me on a ride and you can make me change my mind and my matches. You can make me do different things. I miss that so much, but thank God I still got a good, good, amazing, incredible mind that I don't even need you guys. <laughs> is that cool? <laughs> um, but I think, of course, my favorite pop of all time is myself against Bailey and Brooklyn. There will never be, well, I don't want to say that. Hopefully it will be more. But that yeah. crowd and that reaction was everything I've ever dreamt of my whole entire life. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, li- literally legendary stuff. And like, People were on their like, feet. No one was sitting down. Not even people in wheelchairs yeah. were sitting down. They were all standing up. <laughs> I was making miracles happen. You, lit- you literally were making miracles. I was making men cry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Probably not the first time. I will say... I will say the Thunderdome is very cool though. And it is, it is cool to kind of see that kind of virtual energy, even though it's not the same, it it is kind of cool to see all the faces. In the yeah. I'm still getting used to it. But yeah. Like what's that like in the ring? Like looking out and seeing all that. It, it makes me look like I'm just having a big, big zoom meeting with all y'all. I'm like, hello. Like this, this time's I'm like, let me put y'all on mute. I'm talking right now. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. All right. We got to get back to the Snoop content because we are complex. So we, you know, we've always been big fans of Snoop. So we got to ask Snoop content. What, first of all, you got to give us your, your top five favorite Snoop Dogg songs. That that's a requirement. <laughs> we got to do that. We got to do that. We, 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 we wouldn't be doing a service if we didn't get. No, no, because I don't have a top five. That is. How is that possible? How, how is that possible? Because do you know how many songs he has and how many songs yeah, he's been a, in? A million. So yes. are you like, you cannot make me choose from greatness to greatness to greatness to greatness. Like everything he does is so That's incredible true. and everything you put on, you can vibe to. That's what like he can do everything. That's what's so crazy about Snoop. And that's how much like he inspires me. Like still to yeah. this day that he's working, I'm like watching the TV. I'm like, damn, how many commercials are you in, my brother? Send me some Dorito his Corona chips. commercials. His Corona commercials on every thirty seconds. Like what the? Like he, I see him in the grocery stores having wine. I'm like calling him on the side, and he's still talking to me. I'm like, what are you doing right now? He's like, I'm still working because I'm an icon and a legend. I'm like, that's exactly what I want to be. That's what I'm gonna be. I, I'm so excited. But no, you can't make me do one. Do you know? We said five. Do you have one? Can You don't have one where you have a favorite? Yep, I do. And people hate it when so, I say it, but it's it's my theme song. Hello? Duh. Yep. Like, yep. how freaking okay. crazy. Crazy that Snoop did my theme song. And not only did my theme song, walked me out at WrestleMania. <laughs> what? I know. I know. Crazy. That's a flex. That's a flex. It's, it's a flex. I know. It's a flex. I already know. I'm, I'm I, waiting for you guys to say I, gotta, I know. I got to ask know. something about Snoop. I saw that clip on social media of him jump off the top rope. Did you give? Did you critique that at all? Did you give him any advice or did you bust his balls? Because that wasn't exactly the smoothest move we've seen from Snoop. <laughs> you know, I saw him uh, two weeks before <laughs> he did that. And he was talking about how he wanted to do a splash. Now, <laughs> I wasn't thinking that splash was going to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> but i called him up he called me right after just cracked up laughing he asked him if i was proud i was like dude if you had fun that's all that matters he just he couldn't believe it 
He, but he, look at him. He's so freaking tall. <laughs> and he's old too. So, I mean, he looked pretty, you know, he looked pretty smooth, all things considered getting up there. But He was, you know, he was he hella looked, smooth. Yeah, but, fly. You know, a little, little critiquing here and there would have made it a little bit better, but like you got to give yeah. him props for doing it. You know, it. we still got time. You know, I still want to do more matches. I want to do matches with him. I want him as my tag team partner for our WrestleMania. So we got time. You know, Please we got time. I got time to train him. That 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 splash is going to be five stars, okay? There we it's go. It's going to be five stars. I have to ask, one of the biggest moments of quarantine, I think, for a lot of people was the DMX Snoop Dogg versus battle. Did you tune into that? I didn't get to see it. Nope. It wasn't fair. I'll give you I'll give you a, a quick rundown. It <laughs> okay. wasn't fair to DMX. What happened? It wasn't fair to I mean Snoop just has too like you said, he has too many songs. Like he he, he like DMX has songs, but Snoop has too many songs. It, it just wasn't fair. It's, it's so. true. That that's just two different levels of, of legends right there. Snoop is just on yeah. a higher. He's on that twelfth level of legends. You can't get any higher than him. You you certainly cannot. You certainly cannot. No. S- Sasha, we had Roman on this podcast September, I think, mm-hmm. and he gave we we asked him, and he this seemed very difficult for him. But a WWE Mount Rushmore. So we have to ask you too, because that's just what we're gonna. Okay. Do. do you have a do you have a WWE Mount Rushmore? And you can put yourself on it if you want. I mean, of course I'm number one. But, uh, of course she's on it. Yeah. I, I, we already knew where it was going. <laughs> you know, we already knew where that's, that's so hard. Can I do like, so me, myself, uh, I put Bailey, Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Oh, man. Well, this is just one for, for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. This is yours. So this, this is, totally is one. You. Kurt Angle. Okay. And hmm. I don't know. There's just th- that after well, that's, a I mean, little that's, bit. That's four right. Well, that's four there. right there. Okay. That's four right there. So that's that. Perfect. That's it. Kurt. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, obviously a legend, but I don't know if I've ever seen too many people put him on a, a the Mount Rushmore. No way. He is one of the greatest wrestlers and entertainers yes. of all all time. All time. His matches are so. Crisp. If you are a wrestler and trying to get into the game, if you are trying to learn the basics and then learn learn the top techniques, you need to be watching Kurt Angle. It's good to know. Everybody take who did chops? Who did Reigns uh, say was his? Romans was was Stone Cold, The Rock, Hulk, and maybe Shawn Michaels. That sounds like a company answer. Okay, Roman. That sounds like a company answer. <laughs> I mean, that would. I, th- All right, I think that would be over. That's fine. You you put over. <laughs> you put them over. Okay, that sounds like a beautiful WWE answer, and that's why he's where he's at with Paul Heyman. It's all right. I don't I mean nobody. I mean, both you and Ray, you two are doing great things on SmackDown. We, can, I mean, you guys are are, are dominating right now. I you know? know. I know. It's. It's very cool to see, and you guys, you know, both having both you guys on here is very cool for us. Um, real quick, acting wise, after the Mandalorian, do you have? I'm guessing you do bigger sights on other things you want to do in that realm and acting, like 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 film, like other shows. I mean, I guess you can only just sit back and watch and see. 
<laughs> oh my! Look at that answer. You're not gonna no. no what, what's up with season you know, three of Mandalorian? You what's know what? Season... Did I not just tell you I'm not gonna tell Disney's business? If, if I'm not gonna tell it to you, <laughs> I'm trying. You, you realize I tried to trick you, right? I tried to like like get you to like slip off. You can't. Work. You can't trick no trickster. <laughs> fool! You cannot trick no trickster. Fool! Okay. Um, I don't need no Disney business coming after me, and I don't need you in mine. All right. I got some good things coming up, but. You know, if you need me to send you any popcorn, I can do that. I can do some sweet things like that. So you can sit back and watch on Netflix, on Hulu. There's some some good, good things coming up, you know? There we go. That's all we need to hear. Sasha Banks, we appreciate you so much coming on with us, talking to us. Uh, you are a legend. I you know. are the greatest, yeah. as you said. Uh, everybody, make sure you check out the Roundtable, WWE Network on Wednesday, talking about the 2018 Women's Royal Rumble. and. Uh, yeah, Sasha, thank you so much. Thank you. And you can watch the Royal Rumble on the WWE Network. That's right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye, y'all. Have a good day. Have a good one, Sasha. Thank you for rolling through. See ya. Huge shout to Sasha Banks. I told you guys. Did, did I lie? This is a huge stacked episode. We're not slowing down. We're not stopping. We're bringing you guys all the heat from, you know, everywhere. So fun episode, guys. One more football game left. I'm pretty sad. It's basketball season. It's been basketball season. It's always basketball season. Number one sport in America. You know, and you know, it's basketball season, but this man never wants to talk about the Nets, Adam. We, I'm always talking about the Nets. The Nets are winning games. Now, now when we're they, top 10 now, team in the NBA. When I was texting you when they were playing the Cavs, I couldn't get a response. You got a response. I told you. I said, number one, I said you'll get one. And the second and one, I told you, we number KD didn't play, but. Always, um, always an excuse with this one. The best, the the uh, top two MVP candidate. Oh, he oh. almost said it. He almost said it. Man, he he's not MVP said it. yet. He's he, gonna be MVP. But you think he's gonna win MVP game. this season? If we, yep. If we get a, if we, if we get our streak going and we get a top three seed in the East, yes. We, you know who's the MVP of the season so far? It's Paul George. It's Joel. Yeah, Embiid. let me know when you want to talk about the first place jo- Clippers. It's no Joel Embiid. No one wants to talk about the Clippers. All right, it looks like it, we it looks like we have an, a debate ready for th- for the Thursday episode where we do have a guest. Actually, as Zion alluded to earlier, Matthew Judon from the Baltimore Ravens is on the pod, and he had some salacious things to say. It's a lot of fun. So tune into that Thursday when we drop it. We appreciate you guys listening this week. Go subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. It's free. Leave a review, five star review. Let us know who you guys want on the pod. Any suggestions? If you'd like Zion to talk about new things, let him know what to talk about in there. We love you guys. We'll see you Thursday. Stay safe. And as always, a special thanks to our producers, Josh Dodd and Jasmine Plata, our audio editor, Misha Jones, our production manager, Sean Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, our general manager, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks.
Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.